0: welcome to the no-nonsense nutrition podcast episode number 205 uh correct i just checked um today i've decided i've had enough with johnny and that I wanted to replace him by someone else. So we've got someone far more interesting, far better looking, um, far more uh, information to deliver than what Johnny can deliver. So, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'll be honest, on today's topic, I could not think of a better person to have on here today. If I was gonna, like, I've been wanting to do this topic for a while and you'll know because you've seen the actual uh, top <laughs> the topic uh, on your phone or whatever. Um, and I, there was not a single other person that I would ever ask on this. So hello, Rebecca welcome again back to the show hello
1: thank you for having me i do feel like i'm lacking some qualities that johnny can bring like gruffness the thick accent well you've got maybe... a thick accent do you th- not oh, not, okay. not the same one no not the same one
0: <laughs> I, I don't i'll be honest I, I don't think there's any qualities you can't bring other than maybe i mean I, i'm sure you could bring some gruffness if you really want
1: I, I can try i can try but yeah thank you so much for having me i'm very excited for this topic yes
0: Yes, I'll be honest, I actually feel a little bad that... No, actually, no, I don't feel bad, actually. I was going to say, I feel a little bad that I've got you on for two topics that are um, perhaps not on everyone's top of agendas. However, I don't feel bad because they're on top of my agendas, and that's what matters, so...
1: (laughs) It's your podcast, man. Like, yeah, you can set the agenda.
0: Yeah, I think energy drinks and protein bars are two two dear, dear, dear things to my heart, or close to my heart, that I I, I can talk about all day, so... um, yeah and as i said when it comes to the topic of protein bars i there is not a single other person that i could ask to come on so you had to come on
1: thank you it is an honor i Mm. feel like my life's purpose has been dedicated to protein bars and i plan on continuing that legacy until i can no longer consume protein bars so yeah i'm happy to be here and chat about this
0: i um, (laughs) am i don't know if we talked about this on the last episode actually or not but i remember a i think we might have done actually but we said i remember a time when you asked about content and do people like some of the kind of the more or less professional nutritional content and more of the kind of personal bits about you content and i said at the time i remember writing to you saying keep the protein bar reviews in because as much as you might think they're mediocre they're what you do and that's what you've always done so i think you should stay authentic and say true to yourself and keep them in so
1: yeah I mean I, don't, I think you're understanding something there because honestly like I can I can spend hours or even days writing an informative like evidence-based post and like consuming hours of research like just draining my heart and soul into an informative post and a review that took me like 10 minutes will get more likes and more shares and it never stopped surprising me. Mm. Um, So I, I definitely think my like uh, followers are kind of Split, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of overlap, but some people are following me for informative content and some people are following me for protein bar reviews. And I support those people because I'm one of them. Like, I prefer reading, like, looking at food, consuming mm-hmm. food. So, like, mm-hmm. I get it.
0: I, I just, when I, when I first started doing it myself, I remember thinking, like, there is nothing out there. I mean, obviously, protein bars have developed a long way in itself, even from that period. But I remember even when I started my Instagram account. I don't don't know how long ago it was, but five, six years ago. There were no places you could ever look to find out a decent protein bar. And obviously, at that time, bear in mind they weren't particularly good. Mm -hmm. It it was quite often you'd buy a shit protein bar and think, I've just spent like 20 quid on a box of these things, and I've now got 11 more to eat, which I really don't want to eat based on how shit they are. But I'm going to eat them because they're really expensive. (laughs) So I, I think I started it as a resource thinking, this might help people stop buying or wasting money on protein bars. So...
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe I should give people some context because I'm sure, like, not everybody listening knows who I am or, like, why we're, why I'm the yes, person talking about protein yes, bars. Yes, they do. Um, but no, I think we probably started reviewing bars around the same time. I think for me it was, like, 2014, 2015. It was when Fulfilled Nutrition for Ireland launched their very first protein bars. And I think there was three or maybe four of them. And they just, they just like, took the Irish fitness community by storm. People were raving about them. And me being like skeptical as ever, I was like, you know what? I'm going to review these um, and I'm going to like give them an honest critique. And three of the four, I think there were four, three of the four bars were great. But the fourth one, I hated it. Like I thought it was terrible. Um, and fulfill actually reached out to me about that review and they were like thank you so much for your honest feedback like would you like to be a part of or like uh you know taste tester like people who help us develop the bars and I was like this is amazing like this company is first of all open to critique engaging with it and actually wants to like incorporate me into their development process like Mm I was just really impressed by them but that got me started I was like cool like this seems like not only were Fulfill kind of appreciative of it, of it but so were other people um and I kind of just yeah I just kept reviewing parts and I don't even know how many I've done since then it's definitely but within the hundreds
0: that was going to be my next question do you know how many you've done
1: I tried to count so what I what I did uh, a couple of years ago was um obviously it's very difficult to search somebody's profile on Instagram so I i made a website and I linked every protein bar review that I had ever done. I had categorized a menu based off the brand. So you could go to like, you know, alphabetical order, you could scroll down to fulfill, you could see all of the flavors, you could click on the review that you're interested in, and it just imported the content from my Instagram. And when I did that, which was probably like 2017, um, there was close to 100 and that was like four years ago. Yeah. So, I, and I like I couldn't maintain it. I was like, it's so much work to like every time I review a bar, be updating the website and making sure that all of the like importing was working. So I just dropped it. Like it still exists. I think it's like T to Triceps at WordPress dot com something like that. But um, yeah, so I don't know the exact number, but it's definitely into the hundreds by now.
0: Well, I I just checked mine because uh, I. I don't know if you would say this is crazy or a bit anal, but uh, I started a hashtag halfway through and decided to go back through them and uh, add the hashtag on. So find an nice. easy way for people to find them on Instagram. And um, I searched the hashtag and it just says 100 plus. But obviously, not just a hat rack. I'm pointing to my head, dear listeners. Um, I just started a post and clicked on hashtag and as in a separate way of searching for the hashtag. And it tells me specifically the number 359.
1: Damn, that's impressive. Oh, I, I really want to know what mine are now, but I have not been that intelligent or strategic with my hashtag. So, I mean, unless I, would, I actually go, I could hire someone to go back and count them. Maybe but I wouldn't do it. No.
0: I, I mean, one, I'm going to take that as a slight on me, because obviously if you're saying you wouldn't do it and I did, obviously is a reflection on how shit i am um <laughs> i'm joking um... no no
1: i think it would be genius like if i could go back and just like add a hashtag to every one of them like that would be super handy because because right now the way that i've done it is i've organized my feed so that one column is protein bears but like i only started that maybe two years ago so mm. up until that point The reviews are just scattered throughout my feed, so they're really not searchable or findable in any way. So I think that's really clever, actually. The
0: the the major issue becomes though, which I have suffered from, is when someone hijacks that hashtag. (gasps) No. Um, Yeah. So uh, the hashtag for listeners, if they want to go check it out, is nnn bar reviews hashtag nnn bar reviews. And uh, I uh, on numerous occasions have had things like Arabic fashion designs on there and stuff like that.
1: That's crazy. Yeah, I I know. I know that there's like. A phenomenon where, like, hashtags or uh, user handles and things will get uh, like usurped by hackers or by people who are just like they they want to they essentially want the person to pay to get the hashtag or the username back. Um, so I think maybe this, this this Arabic clothing website is trying to get you to like pay for the hashtag so that you have full ownership of it. I've seen that happen before.
0: Well, I just report them all as spam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works too. That works too. Reverse tactics.
0: Yeah, just try to get them removed. But anyway, I just it's obviously adding clutter to the helpfulness that I'm trying to give to these dear listeners that want to understand what protein bars they should be eating. Yeah. So um shall we shall we start off with right defining what a protein bar is? Now that might seem like a ridiculous thing to ask, however, yeah. there are many people have fallen for the protein marketing that might suggest X, Y, Z thing is a protein bar when we may not say it is in reality
1: yeah or, I mean, or
0: actually and i'll add one more little flavor to that sorry do you have any criteria what you specifically your personal opinion is what should be i was bar?
1: going to be my first point it's like we need to kind of get some like objective definitions mm-hmm. on the table and set these criteria of what makes a protein bar so i think like uh what, we, what we're what we probably uh, most familiar with or what comes to mind is like, you know, a fulfilled bar, something like that, like a grenade. So it's got like approximately 20 grams of protein. It's usually 200 calories or less. And normally that kind of meets our criteria for a protein bar. But there are also many on the market now, which are like uh, granola bars. So like Kellogg's have one and it's got like four grams of protein or something. So you can really get on the spectrum of the actual protein content and what the ratio of protein to other macronutrients are. So I think another criteria for me is that in order to be classed as a protein bar is it has to be majority protein. So there can't be like more fat or more carbohydrates. Well, there could probably be more carbohydrates. It really depends on the bar, but there shouldn't be massively more like the ratio should be roughly equal or there should be more protein Mm -hmm. to carbs and then relatively low fat usually but like that's i mean as long as there's less, less fat than protein i guess that that, that kind of meets the criteria
0: just, but um I, I'd, I'd like to yeah. add so on on that that point around kind of the protein and where the macro or where the calories are coming from um i think from a marketing perspective and i can't remember off the top of my head what it is but something like and we've, we've talked about this on the podcast before you're allowed to be called high in protein if it's of calories at a rough guess can't remember and I think it's something like it's a uh, no source of protein sorry is the lower and Mm -hmm. then high protein is something only like 15% maybe 20% max so I guess that's the point both of those options so you you talked about like the granola bar or whatever they might have them. I guess they could probably call themselves like a source of protein because obviously it has more than 5% calories of for coming from a protein source
1: that's really interesting. No. I didn't even see it. You, you, you know more than me on this topic. I should be interviewing you. I, I didn't I, realize that, I, that
0: was the bear. I probably don't. That's just general food, like you. Uh, what well, was EU, I think but EU food marketing rules about what you can label things on. Like same with like high in fiber or a fiber source of fiber that type of stuff. But it, yeah, it's something like only. It's very low. It's like for to be able to call yourself high protein. It, I think it might even be the fifteen percent mark, which, as we know, for any any product to have only fifteen percent of protein in it we personally probably wouldn't say it's high protein
1: yes this was going to be my next point is that i really think it's kind of on an individual basis like what like why are you eating this protein bar are you eating it because you want a snack are you eating it because you think it's bringing you closer to your athletic goals are you eating it for another reason and depending on why you're eating the bar and what your personal situation is i think you can kind of have different classifications like right now it's really popular and there's a lot of marketing around high protein foods just because they appear healthier. Um there's I mean that's a whole other podcast we could do around this, but then there's also people who are like very serious about for example hitting their protein target, they're in the gym every day. They're like an athlete and they're like I need to hit my protein target and using protein bars is like one way of me getting towards that target or my my daily goal. And I think those, those kinds of people are very different to general population who are just like associating protein foods as maybe healthy or useful to include in their diet. Um, so I think for yeah like people for you and me what we would class as high protein and the kinds of food we would want to be eating to get closer to our goals I think we need to be really carefully examining the types of protein bears that we're eating compared to somebody who doesn't really care about like the quality of their protein and they're just kind of like uh, less less interested in the nitty gritty. Do
0: do you have like a simple rule then for people to help in terms of I know you've said kind of more protein than other macronutrient but do you have like a simple rule? I suppose I'm pointing to, I think I've got a simple rule that I use, but I wonder whether you had anything similar.
1: As in to like... Just, just as inside. in to
0: some... Yeah, some to almost um, quantify is that... Can I call that a protein bar? If oh, did. yeah.
1: I would generally say over 15 grams of protein, but like... Again, it's kind of if you want to get more detailed in like into into the into the weeds with it. Like if you're having a protein bar in isolation and you're like a two hundred kilo man, fifteen grams of protein in a snack is not going to cut it. You'd probably want to be going closer to twenty five grams. So it's kind of again like it's kind of, there's a little bit of nuance there. But for me personally, I'm like over fifteen grams. I would classify that as a protein bar. Okay. Good. What about you?
0: Same really. Obviously, I guess you could probably upscale mine slightly, like you say, based on me just being a male and slightly heavier. Yeah, um, or not actually being male but as in just being slightly heavy um so yeah I, I get maybe it comes on to the kind of the uses a little bit um in the uses might determine kind of like you say whether it's actually got any efficacy in and and i guess like that you you mentioned a little bit in terms of why people might um but let's just expand on that as in you you gave some examples but let's expand on kind of or go through maybe each one so i guess the most common use probably is going to be for people that have uh, hypertrophy goals, or if they don't know it, it's that, gaining muscle goals.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. So in this circumstance, I think there's two types of people. There's casual gym go- goers who are happy with this kind of 80-20 split of like 80% of the work or 20% of the work will get them 80% of the way the way there. So they have a rough protein goal. Maybe they're not tracking macros, but they're eating a high protein diet and they're using bars as a tool to get them there. And you have this other type of person who might actually be an athlete, maybe competitive, or maybe just a very serious gym goer. And they really care about like optimal, like I don't want 80%, I want 100%. I want to do every single thing possible to get the most optimal results in the gym, recovery, performance, all of that stuff. So for these two people, I would probably actually have like different recommendations um, because like when we start getting into uh, this optimal scenario, I think it becomes more important to be like, okay, if you want to get every last uh, drop from your diet, the type of protein bar that you choose is actually going to be a little bit consequential there. Whereas if you're just aiming for like what, like what will get me the majority of the results for not too much extra work, then the type of protein bar is probably not as important. Uh, in either case i still think like there should be some informed decisions and i know what we're going to get on to like ingredients and, and quality uh, of the protein within the bars yeah. but yeah i do think even within the like jim gore population there is a little bit of a spectrum of like how obsessed should you be about like reading the labels of the protein bars
0: yeah that makes sense um, um i guess what other uses are there and so i suppose <laughs> maybe just a general person that knows that protein is healthy and they want to increase their protein target
1: yeah so i think like in this in this case i mean okay so this let's i'm gonna invent an imaginary person they've heard that protein is really uh healthy that it might help them lose weight which is a common messaging tactic and they're interested in maybe swapping out a regular snack for something like a protein bar in this case i'm probably not going to tell that person not to do it but if they're open to the idea of having a snack that's a little bit more substantial like if you can have the equivalent Greek yogurt ball with a peanut butter and fruit but for the same macros or even better macros and calories like it will also be more filling but if we're talking about a person who like wants to make very simple and not thinking about it decisions and they're swapping a regular chocolate bar for a protein bar I actually do think that that can be quite useful because in theory the protein bar will be more satiating and the protein in the diet can actually be beneficial too Mm. so um again like it it does depend on context like how open is this person to changing their dietary habits like would they be open to a Greek yogurt bowl or do we just need to keep it just like really simple and just swap out the the chocolate bar for the protein bar to make a very simple change
0: yeah i think even, even the the latter example there of swapping it out and it albeit like you say it might not be the most healthful op- option and obviously they're you know, like you're saying about being open to change and there are more healthful options they could choose mm-hmm. I, I do think and i find in experience sometimes just that it's not a placebo effect but it's almost i suppose it's more like the, a weird slant or slight on the health halo effect in that you know, yes people feel oh i'm doing something healthy because it's a protein bar it's not a chocolate bar it's a protein bar and obviously that kind of le- leads itself or lends itself into other behaviors sometimes like it's kind of like they don't they feel like they've been healthy therefore they don't feel i mean it might even avoid kind of some of the binge guilt restrict type behaviors as well because they don't feel like they're breaking their diet instead um whereas eating a yeah. snickers bar they feel, oh, I'm breaking my diet but if they're if they've eaten a grenade bar it's like oh no that's 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 a helpful food that's fine i can have that
1: Exactly. Or a Snickers protein bar because they exist now. No, exactly. exactly. I do think it's kind of like these little wins for people and making a transition to a more healthier lifestyle as simple as possible. So like, yeah, making very simple swaps like Snickers bar for Snickers protein bar. Like we know that it will be more um, satiating. They're less likely to snack later. It's satisfying that sweet tooth. There's nothing necessarily wrong with a protein bar. I think it gets into like there will be a little bit of complexity if we think that like people are actually just adding a protein bar on top of everything else that they're eating because they they they're i mean to a degree a little bit calorific um
0: yeah so let's let's explore that because i think that's a useful comment actually because it's probably one that a lot of people do and also not a lot of people talks about i suppose in that adding something to your diet and not taking away might have an effect of some sort so it's probably worth exploring that
1: Yeah for sure so I think again people are like oh well if protein's healthy I should eat more protein I'm just going to incorporate protein bars into my diet but if you're already kind of you know eating just a standard western diet and now you start including a protein bar on top of the diet that's an extra two maybe 300 calories depending on the bar which I mean I'm gonna use my own uh myself as like an example but like as a small female with um kind of low calories um just to maintain my body weight adding an additional two to three hundred calories a day through the form of a protein bar or anyway is going to like not have the best consequence like it would lead me to gain weight if i'm already eating like an unhealthy diet it's not the most uh, nutrient rich source of food so it's kind of like this um mistake it's not well yeah it's kind of like a mistake of thinking like it's got protein therefore it's healthy therefore I should include it on top of my diet to make my existing diet more healthful and that's just kind of like not not the case at all um and I think when we talk about like adding things to the diet rather than taking things away those things should like I would say not be protein bars it's more like adding fruit and vegetables or adding more whole foods um but i think protein bars are certainly calorific they're very easy to eat um and adding them on top of an already new nut- or yeah nutrient devoid diet can would can have negative consequences yeah. just in terms of like the ca- the extra calorie content
0: yeah because i think the examples you get you've given around kind of when you would add you know you could add healthful foods like fruits and vegetable stuff we know that there's a decent body of literature out there that shows that generally when you're adding whole foods to diets that people eat less or, you know, they do replace at least some of their existing diet. Like you, you you know, you increase someone's protein in, in the forms of kind of more whole food-based protein sources, especially, or you add more fibrous fruits and vegetables, they tend to just have sporadic, like calorie calorie reduction. Um, yep. I can imagine, and I don't know if there's any literature out there that suggests this is the case, but I can imagine that adding a protein bar, albeit it might be more satiating than a chocolate bar, I don't think it's going to probably quite live up to the job of, the equivalent of a, a lean protein health, a whole food source and fruits and vegetables might do. Um, yeah. Put it this way. They're tasty, quite hyper palatable, quite ultra processed. Most of the literature out there on those forms of foods do the opposite. They cause you to eat more, not less. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm
1: trying to think of like I'm um, being a little bit of devil's advocate here, but I think this would actually be very interesting to study. So, if you were, let's go back to the Greek yogurt bowl example I gave earlier. If you had two groups of people, one group added a protein bar to their diet, and the other group added a Greek yogurt ball with fruit and peanut butter, so equivalent macros, um, and like how, like oh, and like a third group which just hasn't done anything. Um, or maybe they're, they're doing something else, which is just a regular chocolate bar, but no protein and see what the effects are. Because I would actually hypothesize that we would see the most appetite reduction and potentially a diet, diet inc- uh, quality improvement in the Greek yogurt ball group. We would still see a little bit of an improvement in the protein bar group. And the reason I would hypothesize that is you do have the protein, which in theory should have an appetite suppressing effect. And many protein bars have a lot of fiber in them. Now, the fiber type, I think I'm, I'm going to need to go check the literature on this, but the fiber type is normally insoluble. And I'm not sure how uh, appetite suppressing that is compared to soluble fiber. I think it's a bit less. But I, I, again, somebody maybe needs to fact check me on this. But because of the protein and the fiber, I would still hypothesize that it could potentially have an appetite blunting effect, um, but not a massive one compared to the Greek yogurt bowl. And then in the regular condition, you just obviously wouldn't see wouldn't see anything effect on like a uh, habit or uh, ha- habits or satiety. But yeah, I, I would say, well, protein bears, I would say, I'm probably leaning more towards they would not be helpful at all. Hmm. But there are maybe some reasons to think that they could be in terms of appetite uh, suppression just through the protein and the fiber that could be within them.
0: Yeah, I think on, a, on an individual basis, you've got me thinking a little bit. Um, there's obviously an element of hedonic eating that you know, kind of like cravings where you know that it's not physical hunger as such. And yeah. for some people, I guess they would report back and again, I probably be fact checked because I don't know necessarily the literature specifically says here. But you could say that oh well, maybe that's just enough to to satisfy my cravings compared to having a you know a full blown chocolate bar. Um, although in my head I'm thinking that most again kind of the point around ultra processed and hyper palatable. Um, also the the literature on kind of food variety, um, mm-hmm. obviously like increased variety increasing appetite. Um, that would also align with the opposite <laughs> of almost what i've just said so it's kind of like i was going through my head I'm thinking about oh okay um it's hard really because obviously it's a mismatch of, of like you know the higher protein fiber in theory should do one thing and then you've kind of got the process nature the sweet hyper palatable type aspects and the kind of like adding diet variants as opposed to something a bit blander like yogurt and whatever mm-hmm. um yeah it's interesting really it'd be it would yeah. be an interesting study to see how that came out
1: yeah, if anybody listening wants to fund that, I will totally, I'm happy to be the researcher on that project.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Uh, okay, where did we get up to? So yeah, I, I think a lot, so, I guess the, the efficacy of its use is gonna differ depending on those examples. I don't know if there's any other examples of like, why basically, cause you, you, I mean, I think we can probably stick most of it into either the, the kind of the gym goer or the athlete that wants to improve their body or their athletic mm-hmm. performance or whatever. Or kind of just your more general population that just wants to improve their, you know, a more health seeking behavior. And they believe that eating high protein is more health seeking and it's obviously a form that they find enjoyable. Mm -hmm. yeah
1: so i think like maybe we can just run with this assumption like we have a person who is interested in kind of maximizing their uh, gains in the gym their performance or their health and they're interested in exploring like how can they incorporate protein bears in their diet if if they can at all and what should they they be looking out for yeah if they should at all um so i'm i'm like my my area of just like nerding out entirely is when we start talking about protein quality um but should we take kind of like another should, do you want to talk about the whole should part before we start jumping to ingredients? Yeah. Okay. So I think when we talk about should, I think maybe we should just focus on like uh, gym goers to start with. It's probably the easiest example. So we're going to assume if you're going to the gym, you understand that protein is important. So um, not to turn this into a podcast about protein because that would that would just take forever. But protein is important. You should have a certain amount of protein, approximately that you're aiming for um daily. And in order to get to that protein goal, for for a highly active people who are going to the gym, maybe like three to five times a week or even more, um, your protein goal can be quite high. Maybe it can be difficult uh, for people to hit, especially when they're relatively new to um you know nutrition for for exercise performance. Um, so often people are looking for easy ways to increase their protein and hit that goal, um, because it can be quite difficult for people to do through whole foods when they first start out. So obvious ones that people start to include are protein powders and protein bars. So I think when it gets to this question of should you include protein bars, there's probably like a spectrum of the types of food that are most optimal to include. Um top of the pyramid being like animal sources so like chicken dairy all of that stuff and then as we move down the pyramid you're talking about your like your supplements so like whey protein powder if you're not able to get uh, enough um protein from from whole foods and then probably bottom of the pyramid I would say are protein bars <laughs> um the reason which we'll get into is kind of like the uh quantity of protein in the bars the types of protein in the bars um and just like generally the, the the nutrient quality within those bars compared to something like whey, which is for sure high qu- high quality protein. You can control the amount of protein that you're getting. Um, it's got a bunch of good stuff in it because it's essentially milk. So you have nutrients like calcium and so on in there. Um, so yeah, I would probably place protein bars at the bottom of the pyramid.
0: I think, yeah. uh, I think that's going to be the golden question that people are like the listenership are probably thinking like basically, should I be in them because of the things you've just said? So
1: yeah, I mean, I'm very I'm a realist when it comes to nutrition like in theory like you can design the perfect diet that everyone should eat but there's also a huge component of is it enjoyable and is it sustainable for you so I think whenever we talk about should we should also just talk about like it's also fine like to include protein bars in your diet if we're designing the most optimal diet ever are we relying on protein bars as a primary source of protein no like we're just we're just not going to do that but if you're talking about getting like uh enjoyment and you know including that sweet treat in your diet and you're interested like you enjoy protein bars i'm like absolutely include them if you want to but as we'll get on to the types of you can like make informed choices about which protein bars you eat and just things to look out for so that like when you are consuming them they're also still bringing you closer to your goals um like your protein goals for the day
0: yeah i think let's let's go with that in terms of like talk around those like uh quality aspects and the quantity aspects and we can just kind of relate that to each avatar almost that we've made up as how it you know is it, is it a decision making process or something they should be considering based on that avatar we'll go through it so let's start with a uh, your average gym goer and um you know they've they've heard that protein bars are, are good and that you know if you want to get massive gains then you should be in protein bars so i suppose let's let's kind of say yes or no should they be eating them
1: um I, they're not going to give you massive gains um I wish that they did but I'm um, realistically like what's important for you to do is eat a, t- a certain amount of protein every day so whatever that total is like that is your most important goal is to hit that amount that you that you need every day after that so once you've you're like cool I can eat this much protein we can start looking at like okay what are the sources of the protein how are you spacing them throughout the day and yeah like are, how like again like the sources like are they coming from uh, high quality protein sources are they coming from protein bars and so on so I think um if somebody was told these are going to give you mad gains like they're simply not they're just one other food that may help you reach your protein goal the thing is is like When we start to talk about uh, more specifics and how people can design the optimal protein intake for them, spacing your protein out throughout the day in roughly even uh, doses as such um, is quite helpful. So if you're again, if you're this kind of person who's like, I want to do as much as I can to get the best uh, results possible, you want to be spacing your protein roughly evenly throughout the day. Um, And the reason earlier I mentioned body weight is because we know that ideally you're going to be spacing the protein out. And every time you eat, you're going to be eating a minimum amount of protein. And that amount of protein is based on your body weight. So somebody's going to have to pull out a calculator to work this out for themselves. But normally when you're eating, we're aiming for 0.4 grams of protein per per kilo of your body weight. So just multiply your body weight by 0.4. And yeah, every time you eat. So throughout the day, you're roughly getting that amount of protein um, as a minimum goal. So if you eat more than that, totally fine. But roughly, you should be eating a- at least that amount. So for some people, like a small female, that'll be like 15 grams. So that's like no problem. Like a protein bar is going to cover your needs there. For larger individuals, that might be 25 grams. And that means your protein bar is falling short. Um, and when we start getting into the ingredients, while it might say 20 grams on the label, the actual amount of protein that you're going to be able to uh, get from that bar and use towards muscle gain and recovery might be even less. So the amount of the protein in the bar, um, sh- you should be kind of if like, again, if we're trying to be optimal here, this is really like if you, ju- if you don't care about this like it's that's totally fine as well but for people who really want to be getting the maximum amount from their diet you could be looking at like supplementing the protein bar maybe with a shake or maybe with like a few spoons of greek yogurt something like that to ensure you're hitting that minimum bar of Um, 0.4 grams
0: this is this is where i say or you could eat some extra eat lean cheese alongside it
1: yeah cheese and a protein bar that sounds like a divine meal
0: (laughs) not in the same mouthful Although you could, I'm sure it'd still be fine. But.
1: I mean, cheese and chocolate is a delicacy. So if you have a chocolate protein bar and some meat lean cheese. I, I, I
0: just think you should just get the little snack bars they do and just dip them in chocolate and let it set so it go cold and then have like, crack you can crack the outside shell and eat the cheese. I think you've minute. just
1: invented a type of protein bar. I'm, like that would technically be a protein bar.
0: Unfortunately, I think I did eat my last snack bar yesterday. So I'm gonna have to wait till the, my next delivery to try this out. But I probably will now try this out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh wow um but yeah i think it's just one of these things that like it's kind of like okay you like you have this in the back of your mind you should be eating let's say 25 grams at every every time you eat as a minimum so when you like at dinners and stuff it's pretty easy for people to hit like 30 40 grams pretty simply through like you know meats and tofu whatever but during snack times which is when you would be having a protein bar um, it's a little bit harder to to hit that uh, minimum bar so if your minimum bar is 25 grams and you have a protein bar you know that you're not hitting it you're not kind of eating optimally uh towards your goals so yeah supplementing with that like something with something like cheese is probably a good strategy um and I, then I, I was just gonna yeah.
0: just tease out the uh so i mean before i do i mean like for me i think 0. 0.4 grams per kilo works out like 35 grams so obviously it's a reasonable amount and i you know you do have to make some effort to get in a meal to make sure that you hit that protein but what i was going to tease out is obviously even that and you did kind of touch on it, i think then but if your quality of protein source isn't great in terms of where that protein source comes from you what would you do what would you suggest i know you said about supplementing if you didn't meet the amount but what if the you know spoiler alert what if the protein quality in the protein bar isn't great is there anything you can do to to help
1: I mean, there's a couple of different things. First of all, you could just have a different protein bar <laughs> that's higher quality. The second thing is, yeah, like supplementing it with something that is high quality. So you, that could be cheese. Cheese is a high quality protein. It could be uh, whey protein. Dare I say, because I know we got this in a question, essential amino acids. I mean, again, like I would just probably supplement with whey in that case. But um, yeah, it's just it's just like okay, you have a crap quality source of protein. Like how like how are you supplementing to make it less crap? And that would just be adding some other form of protein to that snack
0: okay yeah
1: um do you think is this a good segue into um the, like the actual quality to, of i depression? was about to say
0: so how does some my next question was going to be in terms of the protein quality then how does someone know by looking at the label what's on it
1: yeah so this is normally the point where people like zone out and they're like, Rebecca, just tell me the bars with good quality protein. But no, dear listeners, I want to empower you with information. <laughs> Teach
0: your man to fish.
1: Exactly. So it's it's not difficult. It's that, like maybe when you first listen it will kind of sound like a bit like, oh that sounds a bit hard. I don't know if I can do that. But it's it's really simple. So um on the back of a protein bar there will be the ingredients label. Um the food rules dictate that ingredients on a label have to be listed in order of what is most in the bar all the way to what is least present in the bar. So normally when you're looking at a protein bar, the first ingredient is going to be something like chocolate and it's going to be like cocoa powder, uh, like caramel flavoring, like whatever. And then the second ingredient should probably be protein. Like at the very least, it should be the third ingredient. But like it's a protein bar, you want protein to be high up on the label. The next thing that you're going to look for is normally it will say protein blend. So it's going to be a blend of different proteins that they've put into the bar um, it's rare that you'll just see like one type of protein normally is a blend that's not a bad thing um, as long as that blend contains high quality proteins so the highest form of uh protein the highest quality form of protein usually that we see in bars is milk protein so that is stuff that you're already familiar with like whey protein and casein um so anything that says milk protein you're good like that is a high quality protein so if you're looking at your label you see that the second ingredient is protein blend excellent and then you're looking in the brackets behind that protein bre- blend it says milk protein or whey protein or casein like excellent that is a high quality protein bar Where we start getting into um, more of the like medium quality to low quality is when in that protein blend, you're starting to see things like collagen or plant-based proteins as well. But that's kind of like another thing because some plant-based proteins can be wonderful like soy, but really in uh, usually in like milk blends, there will be collagen in there. Um, The problem with this is that collagen is not a high quality protein when it comes to stimulating the muscle building process and contributing to muscle gain. So if you're looking at the back of a protein bar and you're like, cool, the protein blend here says collagen and milk protein, you're like, okay, collagen is before milk protein, which means there's more collagen in the bar than there is milk protein, which means the majority of the protein in this bar is not coming from a high quality source. So, you know that even though the bar says 20 grams on the label. 20 grams of protein is not coming from a high-quality source, and you're, it's really you can't actually work out like how much is coming from milk versus collagen. That's like proprietary mm. information that they're not going to give you. But it is just like if you see collagen within the blend, it's kind of like a warning sign. Like okay, maybe I should choose a different bar that contains only milk milk proteins.
0: It's it's probably worth pointing out. I think the collagen comment in that. I think a lot of mm-hmm. food prices use it because of mouthfeel and textures as well. So it's not yeah. it's not it's not necessarily i think a sinister thing however they are allowed to call that a protein source because obviously it is a protein source but it's also not contributing to the goal that you want it to do so it's kind of like although it might not be sinister it's definitely something to be aware of i think
1: so i i have like mixed feelings about this i think if it is contained in the protein blend it's sinister (laughs) and like they're being cheap they don't they're not including high quality in the in the blend.
0: That's Whereas if it's
1: out if it's outside the brackets, so if it's like further down the label, so it's either collagen or it can be called like gelatin, it could be called like high hydrolyzed beef, something like this. If it's further down the label, I'm like, cool, they are using this as like a preservative, as like a texture thing, like fine. Like that we know that collagen is a really useful ingredient for that stuff, and they're not including it in the protein blend. So like, okay, cool, they're just they're just trying to make the protein bar nice to eat. Um, again, there's no way of knowing if it is further down the label, are they, are they adding that to the protein count? Um, the other thing that's generally further down the label as well, which you'll see in some bars are like soy crispies. So there's a, like, if it's a crunchy protein bar, and I think they usually do count those towards the the protein quality, but soy is a high quality protein. So I'm less concerned about that. It's really the collagen one. So if you're looking at the label and you're looking at the collagen blend or the protein blend, even collagens within there, I'm like, don't trust it if it's not so if the blend is just milk casein whey if it's high quality protein and collagen is further down the label i'm like i'll give that an okay like grenade protein bars have collagen quite far down the label but their actual protein blend is just milk protein and it's high quality so i'm like they get a pass from me um it's really if people are like using collagen as like a primary contributor to the protein mm-hmm. count that i'm very skeptical
0: yeah i have seen some cheaper bars once upon a time that were only collagen um <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. I think collagen bars are actually a thing now as well. So people are I mean collagen is becoming more and more popular for like skin and joints. So people are making protein bars which are just colli- like collagen protein bars and that's how they're selling them, which just baffles my mind. Um but yeah, don't like collagen is if you're trying to gain muscle, you're trying to recover from exercise, collagen is not a protein source that you should be considering. You can have it as an like an add-on but don't count it towards your total protein goal for the day
0: yeah just while we're on it so just touch on the the plant-based stuff because obviously again something that's become more and more popular are plant-based well you know plant-based diets but Mm plant-based protein bars as well um yeah so you mentioned soy is obviously a high quality protein are there Mm -hmm. any others that you might say are often used or are you aware of i mean i'm not going to pretend that i no so don't don't look to me to add much because i'm probably not here so i'm genuinely asking the questions.
1: <laughs> no you're good i'm actually going to check my most recent vegan protein bar review okay so this the most recent uh so well oh my god too many thoughts in my brain at once first of all the amount of uh innovation that's happening in plant-based bars in the market is really cool and it's exciting me a lot i have a lot of vegan protein bars in my cupboard which i'm super excited to try compared to like this time last year maybe two years ago it was like protein bars for vegans were disgusting like it was just it was not fair on the vegan community how bad these bars were yeah. I, I, and now i was yeah, gonna say
0: was... I, I was i had a chat with uh, georgia kolkov richie's um mm. actually she probably won't like being referred to as richie's uh, other half. <laughs> um i i obviously had a chat with her about uh, i don't know how long ago it was now a year maybe and she said the exact same thing she said she's yet to find a decent vegan bar um yeah. i think i think she's got lactose issues or so there's a reason why basically she has to stick to she obviously being vegetarian but i think there's a reason why she has to st- like stick to vegan bars as well because of maybe lactose i think i might make that up i don't know um but anyway yeah. i remember her saying like basically she just can't she struggled to find any decent bars i think the only one she could find is it misfits is that a brand if I made yes they're
1: they're a brand and i've I heard think, good things
0: didn't i think and this is off topic slightly but i think she, she had a bit of a blip out with them because they i can't remember what it was now but something with their marketing that she disagreed with um i can't remember the exact premise now about it but Mm -hmm. it's something they they were like they use some like sexist marketing or something like that it's like i can't believe someone this caliber the one bars i like now i can't eat them out of principle
1: (laughs) oh interesting oh yeah no so i actually have i have some misfits bars in my cup i have a box of protein bars that i'm just like (laughs) slowly making my way through but those are in there i have heard very good things about them um Mm. but this was actually just before we like go on to the vegan ones if you're eating any so if any bar like just regular protein bar has collagen in it vegetarians can't eat it because collagen comes usually from beef or other animal sources. So like, it's also like a very uninclusive ingredient. Um, and I do think some companies are trying to phase it out just so that they're more appealing to uh, like the wider market. So not just uh, people who eat animal foods, but vegetarians as well. But um, yeah, so now there's been a bunch of innovation in the vegan protein bar uh, space. So the most recent ones I've reviewed were the barbells ones. And they were amazing. Like, I could not tell that they were, like, vegan compared to other vegan bars that I tried. Um, I, like, I think I gave them both, like, 8 out of 10. I just thought that they were incredible. Um, The downside was that they only had 15 grams of protein per bar. So that's pretty low. Um, But the positive here is that it was a blend of proteins. So they had soy, pea, and rice. So if you're looking at a vegan protein bar again you, they will have a protein blend and you want to see at least two different types of protein mixed together so like pea and rice uh, are really complementary because rice has amino acids that pea is quite low in and vice versa so you know that you're getting the all of the amino acids you need when there's a blend there and this bear had the addition of soy too which is just on its own a really high quality protein source so i was pretty impressed by that but yeah the downside that only had 15 grams of protein and generally i think when you're when you're consuming a plant based diet you kind of want to overshoot on your protein if anything just because plant-based sources can be a little bit lower quality so i was a bit what brand was that sorry you know barbells
0: oh you still okay yeah i've heard they go quite well with some jerk chicken as well
1: oh interesting
0: (laughs) rice and pea (laughs) Oh,
1: oh so funny this is british humor that i like just goes right over my head <laughs> it's not i
0: don't mean it's even british humor i think it's just my terrible <laughs> sense
1: of humor uh, yes very very funny um but yeah no i barbells were amazing and then phd it, sorry, is... sorry
0: i, I know i cut you off again is it barbells or bearbells
1: Oh, it's probably barbells. Because it's right. spelled
0: barebells, but
1: it is. I don't. I have act, no idea.
0: It would make sense being barbells, just given I assume it's aimed at the fitness audience or gym, the gym audience. But
1: so you know, bar like the class, that's the way that I read this word, like like barbells. But I I don't know.
0: Is it or or actually they're based in? Is it like Finland Sweden or Sweden or yeah, some somewhere yeah. Nordic? Maybe it's. Yeah. The way they spell or the, the that uh, language i don't not knowing where they're based is yeah. obviously making this difficult but that language might be uh, the their translation of barbells i don't know
1: well until i've been corrected i'm just going to keep saying barbells and hope <laughs> that everybody knows which brand i'm talking about but yeah it is spelled like barbells um but yeah they have so the two that i tried were hazelnut nougat and then salty peanut and they were both Amazing. Like I sound good. I haven't tried
0: them actually, but they sound sound fantastic.
1: They were really, really good. So apart from like just having fifteen grams of protein, um, so I think one of the challenges with vegan protein bars is keeping the calories at a level which is kind of on par with other bars in the market. And also having enough protein. So for these bars, they kind of capped it at the calorie amount, and they got only fit fifteen grams of protein in a bar for like two hundred calories ish. Yeah. I think um, um spoiler,
0: yeah. spoiler alert for potentially some of the worst bars. But I think this is the problem PhD Smart have with their plant based being soy based. I think mostly in that it mm-hmm. tastes like eating grass or not even really grass, like sandy grass.
1: Oh no, terrible. I have those in the cupboard as well. Yeah, I was like absolutely optimistic. terrible. Oh no. that's very sad Mm. sorry but yeah I think if you are if you are vegan or even vegetarian or just having vegan bars because you can't eat ones with collagen in them um I think it is something to be conscious of again it's like the protein quality here so you want to look for a blend of proteins so like rice and pea for example and also consider having something alongside the bar because if it is lower protein and you're trying to be optimal with your diet in terms of like uh, exercise recovery or muscle gain then you should really be eating more in a serving
0: We've gone to yeah. a lot of depth about that. Good. No. It's um...
1: like one of my favorite things. Like, so, so for, for context and I mean, humble brag, but like I discovered this whole like collagen thing about with within protein bars, maybe three or four years ago, nobody was talking about it. Like, I was just like, I'm just this type of person. I'm like, what is this ingredient? Like, why is it in the protein blend? And like, the more that I researched about it, I was like, hang on, collagen doesn't stimulate MPS, like it doesn't contribute to muscle gain. And so I did this post being like, I'm pretty sure these types of bars are high quality. These types of bars are low quality. And I think it's probably, it's definitely one of my top three posts, like the most popular, one of the most popular posts I've ever done. But I think it was one of these things like nobody was talking about it. And now it's kind of like people, people are trying to talk about more. But I'm like, I'm quite proud of that one. I'm like, haha, I did my own research and discovered something and I claimed the likes on Instagram for it.
0: <laughs> well, I, I think it's one of those things, I guess, where people, ha- I mean, if, you, if you're not interested in nutrition or you don't know enough about nutrition, then you wouldn't know to ask the question. But I think mm-hmm. there's always that question, even if you didn't know the the where it's derived from there is that question of are these things good for me or you know do they do the job that i expect them to do and they may not know that collagen is something to be wary of or consider but i think Mm -hmm. that's why it's then interesting to people because like you're answering a question there that they haven't considered before but it answers something that they they are they do want to know the answer on that makes sense
1: yeah no for sure i think the other thing which i mean we we can I, i feel like these are lumped in in with protein bars but it's protein cookies so like if you remember like lenny and larry's mm-hmm. like they had like for half a cookie like six grams of protein yeah. which is just up, ridiculous they got yeah. into
0: trouble because obviously it's like this. 18 grams of protein it's like yeah per half yeah so you don't you don't stay that on the front of the packet do you
1: yeah and i believe like somebody actually went and like broke down a cookie and measured the amount of protein in it and there wasn't even that much so like even though there was already like nothing in the in the cookie there was even less when they tested it i remember that they had like whole lawsuits and everything but yeah protein cookies again like be conscious of the amount of protein be conscious of where it's coming from and kind of consider either adding something alongside the protein cookie or choosing something that's a little bit more higher quality to eat
0: cool and i get that doesn't do do, do any of those things really change for someone that isn't necessarily focused on optimizing hypertrophy or muscle gain and kind of more in the general population
1: i mean at the end of the day if a gen pop person is really interested in like their diet quality then yeah like you should be considering these things too but it's a lot it's of a lot less consequence because this person's not going to be concerned with you know triggering mps or muscle growth and collagen has its own uses so it's kind of like i would say it's of less consequence to the gen pop person probably not worth worrying about as much um compared to somebody who's like looking to maximize their gains
0: yeah i think um i see it a bit like the hierarchy of importance just switches around slightly excuse me in that i guess a general population Um, isn't going to worry so much about higher protein being you know higher up on the hierarchy of uh, compared to something like energy balance say so exactly whereas exactly obviously someone looking to gain muscle they might be thinking well actually the the muscle protein synthetic response of said protein bar might be more important to me than energy balance almost to a certain point so yeah, yeah that's the kind of way i see it so the, the the principles are the same they still apply it's just i see it a bit more like the hierarchy just changes
1: no i i totally agree with that um, but yeah, the, I think that's pretty much everything on like the quality of the protein and virus. There are other ingredients that maybe it's worth discussing quickly, but um That's a great yeah. segue. Into fiber. Should we, should we let, go with fiber? Well, let,
0: let's, I guess, let's answer the questions because I think they all relate. So the, oh, yeah, the yeah. questions being about, um, there were two two people suggested the similar sort of things in terms of things either should avoid or are there any ingredients that I should should kind of look to or be worried about. So I guess fiber that slightly aligns and i guess some of the other we can talk about sugar alcohols and polyols that type of thing
1: yep yeah for sure okay so generally protein bars are either going to be very high in fiber or very high in polyols and if you are somebody who um has any kind of gut issues, it doesn't have to be IBS or anything, but you have a, a little bit of a sensitive gut, uh, particularly with high fiber or um sh- uh, alcohol sweeteners, uh, sugar alcohols even, um alcohol sweeteners don't know what where that came from, sugar alcohols, um protein bars can be quite upsetting on your digestive system, so you can find that you get quite a lot of gas, you get really windy, you might get a little bit bloated, you might have some toilet adventures if you consume a bunch of them. It can be kind of like one of these cases of like the dose makes the poison. So you might have one protein bar and be totally fine. But if you find that you eat like, for example, every day a protein bar, by day four, you might find that you're getting a little bit of an upset upset stomach, but you take a break for a few days and you're fine. So it can be kind of one of these things like, okay, a protein bar every couple of days doesn't bother me. But if I have it consistently and I'm kind of, you know, having quite a, a large amount of fiber or polyols every day that you get quite a bit of discomfort. There's nothing wrong with this discomfort unless it's causing you pain. So I think that's something that people kind of uh, have a little bit of trouble understanding. The reason that you get like bloated and you have a lot of gas is that either the fiber or the polyols are food for the bacteria in your gut. And when those bacteria, which are a good thing and they, they love the food that you're giving them, but when they have a lot of food, they're going to break that down. And as they break it down, they release gas and that gas causes all of like the stomach bloating, the distension and the gas and so on. So it can just be a little bit too much for people. And um, some people find they can build up their tolerance to fiber and protein bars over time. It's up to you whether or not you want to do that, but it's something to be conscious of. Um, and if it happens to you, just know that like nothing is wrong. Just lay lay off on the protein bars for a while. Um, sometimes polyols for people can just be a no go food. So have a look at the back of the label. If there's any sweet, so normally it will say sweeteners and it will tell you the type of sweeteners. If any of them end with an ol, so like uh poly like polyol, so it could be malitol or any of these uh, sugar alcohols. Just be cognizant of those. Um, and with fiber generally, again, you can kind of build up your tolerance. It's not as much of a problem, um, compared to polyols, but people who have, for example, IBS can have a lot of trouble with the amount of fiber in these bars and the type of fiber as well. So it's another one to be conscious of. Um, there are a couple of other ones. I think the question was like things to be wary of. And then it's, you kind of start to get down into like, your values so um one of the common ingredients in protein bars is palm oil and palm oil is responsible for quite a lot of um deforestation and all of the orangutans are losing their habitats because we're farming palm oil so if you want that can be one thing to look out for and opt for protein bears who is a different form of oil like cocoa oil or another form do, do any um, of them
0: state like sustainable sources or I I know, I'll be honest. Palm oil is not, obviously, I'm aware of the palm oil issue, but I must admit it's not something that I've specifically or purposely looked out for on protein bars, so it's interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's one of those ones. Um, I had a friend who was like really into kind of environmental activism, and she really brought like my attention to the palm oil issues. And um, so some bars do actually state sustainable palm oil on the label, but from talking to somebody, another person who works, uh, I think she's an environmental lawyer. There is an open question about whether palm oil farming can truly be sustainable when you're still like kind of tearing down trees to get the palm oil, and you might still be. So, even though they're planting new palm oil trees, the habitat is still destroyed. So, there's a little bit of a question mark there for me to the extent that I'm like, if it contains palm oil, like full stop, even if it says sustainable, I'm still probably a little bit skeptical. Have
0: have you seen? I think I don't know who I can't remember who made it. It might be someone like WWF. I might be wrong, but have you seen the Kit Kat advert? I don't think so. Google, Google, uh, palm oil Kit Kat or something when you finish this. It's quite horrific.
1: Um, yes i will google the horrific thing after <laughs> thank you okay
0: i can i'll do a spoiler alert, a spoiler alert but the if you the, the premise is basically someone's tucking into a Kit Kat and it kind of skips away as they're kind of like breaking the Kat finger and then next thing it's like a orangutan finger and there's all blood coming out of it and stuff and i think oh it's horrific to watch um, yeah. but just demonstrating obviously that none of these things are um free to the environment say obviously when you're exactly. using palm oil, it's yeah it's quite horrendous yeah. i think it's, it's basically obviously it's an environmental charity that's put a given i think it's someone like WWF. i can't really remember exactly who but yeah it's uh
1: yeah no it sounds like something that they they would do um <laughs> but yeah i think palm, oil, palm oil for me is just one of those ones i like to look out for it i like to flag to people and um, that's on the label but there is there has been a really good shift and like this is the thing if people like call out and like as in like consumers do direct like the market so if consumers are saying we don't want food with palm oil in it then manufacturers like if you're not buying the food manufacturers will have to kind of adapt and give consumers what they need um so a lot i have noticed uh, i won't name the brand just so i don't throw them under the bus for past stuff that they've done but there is a brand that has removed palm oil entirely from their line and they're now using a different form of oil which is um you know better for the environment it has less of a tax so like things are changing, but it's like on people to like call it out, like don't buy, like choose the bar that has cocoa oil instead of palm oil. Um, and like just by making these choices, like it adds up and it puts pressure on manufacturers to make positive changes. Um, I think the other the other things that people should just like maybe be aware of depending on on their diet but um a lot of protein bars are manufactured in the like the same factories that um manufacture like things with gluten and stuff in them so lots of bars are not gluten-free even though they don't contain gluten in the label they might still be triggering so if you've really severe celiac disease that's just one thing to watch out for um and i think those are pretty much the main ones we can get into like the packaging and is the packaging sustainable but i think that's kind of like people can uh, uh, yeah. that's that's whole different
0: thing yeah i'm not sure i mean i guess there'll be some uh environmental warriors out there that are concerned um and i'm not 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 concerned but i'm also it's obviously it's a bit of a tangent i guess to the topic so we'll, we'll we'll stay away um okay i think we've probably covered most of i think in terms of kind of like you know what's a protein bar when people should mm-hmm. use them um so their uses things to watch out for and obviously the ingredient stuff is really really important um mm-hmm. i don't think there's any common misconceptions really either that we haven't necessarily covered other than or, or not what you're covered it other than obviously you know you're not going to get absolutely jacked uh, eating protein yeah. bars especially if you also do no weight training i guess that might be a misconception that deirdre down the road who wants to start healthifying her <laughs> diet um i think i've just made that word up health of thigh i like that yeah. <laughs> i've so, probably stolen somewhere else subconsciously um but anyway uh and she starts eating protein bars oh i better eat too many because you know i don't, I don't want to start getting bulky
1: <laughs> i mean that would be that would be the same concern with any protein food right i don't think mm-hmm. that's like specific to protein bars it could no, be anything not. no
0: <laughs> but i'd say other than that i can't really think of many other misconceptions other than yeah than that um So hopefully people have found that useful. Yeah. Um, I think one thing I would probably, if you don't mind me adding just to round off, I think all the things are really important that we talked about, but I think, and you have said this already, uh, you shouldn't really be relying on protein bars as your primary and predominant source of protein. If you are, I would say there are other things to worry about than the quality of your protein in your protein bar. Um, Yep. You know, if you're eating five, six, seven a day, because obviously you're trying to rack up 150 grams of protein per day I I, well you might have bigger troubles (laughs)
1: yeah I think so (laughs) I mean I have seen people grab like two protein bars as their breakfast and it's just one of these things that like you could just have two scoops of protein and you would be doing so much better for yourself I
0: I can do that and I have done that regularly in times of dieting um I'll be honest I've I I went through periods of ages just having two protein bars for breakfast because it was kind of like 40 grams of protein easy didn't have to think about it um I had an absolute shit time to use up as well. Um, like I, I, at one point, I had some like three hundred protein bars in my cup, and I counted out once. I remember I made an Instagram wow. post because it amazed me. I got them out of my cupboard thinking, "Shit, how have I been so addicted to these? I bought so many in. <laughs> They're all stacked in my cupboard. <laughs> I got them out and put them over a dining room table, and I was like, "Wow, there's a lot of bars here." Um, but yeah, I, I can I can complete a couple of breakfasts. So I, I, for me, it was let's say convenience, and I enjoyed the taste. It was mm. um, like consistent routine as well. It's like, that was just what I did every morning. And it was just easy. I didn't have to think about all of this stuff. So, Mm -hmm. um, and obviously I don't have any uh, GI distress uh, attributed to said two protein bars. So uh, for me, it was just kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's times that I thought thought about I could probably pick more efficacious types of food choices for a diet. Mm -hmm. But I think in my head, it was kind of like, they weren't not not it's not fasting by any stretch of course but it was just easy thing done and then i didn't think about food for the
1: rest of the day
0: it yeah kind of like
1: yeah no i think that makes sense but this is the thing again like it's like are we talking about like the most optimal scenario in which case this is not great or you're a busy person you're a diet like you have work like all of these things like what is convenient and what will kind of get you close to the protein requirements that you need Maybe not the best quality protein, but close enough. Uh, it's it's like, and you're still going to make progress on that. Like it's all it's all like a bunch of trade offs, and your goals and your lifestyle and making you know whatever works yeah. for you. you
0: know, Say so some people might like be being like me, where you get up in the morning, and I've got quite low interest in coming up with something to make a fancy recipe for breakfast. I want to yep. grab something and just move on. Like I yep. I, I don't have an interest in sitting there and spending the next half an hour making protein pancakes or uh, <laughs> some fancy oat recipe or whatever. Um, you know it's just that that's kind of like the, the especially when I'm trying to be not very food focused in a diet phase and I just want to just get some down me and move on so um, but anyway yeah I, th- I think it's still yeah. a point wary for some people though in that you know it might not be the best option for some people
1: yeah I mean I guess like it's one of those things like if you're doing it and you're assuming that like oh well this is as equal to consuming like chicken or eggs or something now you kind of know okay it's not like are you do you now want to make some changes based off that knowledge uh, because you you want to get every last ounce from your diet and if not like that's that's totally fine Le- and like they can be eaten for enjoyment like there are there are some really nice protein bears which by the way we need to choose our top three we before we wrap it's up on the list, we? but yeah um, i mean it's up to it's up to the individual at the end of the day just make like informed decisions
0: so you kind of mentioned it but so still is eating a chocolate bar together with amino acid tablets uh, and this is a question from Sweet Dumpling eighty six. Does it have basically does it have the same effect as eating a protein bar? So could could you have a Snickers bar with some essential amino acids and have the same effect? I'm, I'm going to assume. My... By, I'm going to sorry, to, say, to assume by effect that because obviously we don't know the goal, but just just assume you know muscle protein synthesis or um, yeah <laughs> contribute to health or whatever.
1: I want to say yes, but I would. I mean. My bias is against EAAs, I would probably say whey protein. But yeah, if you want to be like calorie conscious, EAAs are lower calorie, I'm gonna say yes because you're getting the protein that you need and you're also getting the energy required for muscle building. So I don't see how it would be very different. The only caveat is are EAAs in this context as effective as whey protein? Um, I don't think we have an answer to that. But yeah, that would just be my only worry.
0: Yeah. I I mean it's one of those things where I think my opinion is Obviously, you've got branching amino acids um, devoid of obviously your essential amino acids, essentially, essentially, hematopsis, essentially, obviously, which is going to derive, so obviously the follow through process of muscle protein synthesis. So obviously you can trigger muscle protein synthesis, but you don't have the rest of the amino acids to kind of start building blocks that kind of next stage of hypertrophy or building muscle kind of has a problem now obviously you have the other aspect of well you almost always have some form of protein reservoir and amino acids available and that's where mm-hmm. it gets really complicated to work out like is, is this good or bad because it's kind of like it's so it's not that binary of you either do or don't have it um, wait
1: did they say BCAAs or EAAs no, she
0: said uh, EAAs but I was kind of going up levels so there's almost like okay. BCAAs and then you've kind of got obviously probably better than BCAAs, essential amino acids, at least they then do have the essential amino acids. But then yeah. you also lose some of the, I guess, other amino acids that might still be required to kind of make sure that process is as optimal as possible. Um, yeah. You don't have a full spectrum, say. So you kind of got those levels, BCAAs, And like I said, I'm just, I suppose I, I want to reiterate your point around, well, perhaps whey protein is kind of a better option than having to kind of keep it as binary as just essential amino acids or not, type thing. Um, yeah. Because... Like you say, I don't think there's there's any evidence that suggests that essential amino acids have any benefit over whey protein, especially when you start to contribute the, the additional calories that BCAAs and uh, essential amino acids do actually contain, which is yeah. obviously contrary to a lot of people's beliefs. Um, yes. In fact, I remember, and I don't know if I can, I'm allowed to say his name on here, but I remember someone, a uh, health professional uh, in the industry, um, the reason I'm allowed to say his name is because you get a bit handsy with people at night times when they drink too much. Oh, apparently there have been accusations of said things so um, so uh, yeah, I won't say his name but I remember him presenting at a conference where he had a slide that says, suggested something like actually the average calorie content of all of the branched chain amino acids is, is actually something like 4.7 calories per gram so mm-hmm. higher than pro- than a full protein source so I was like that's interesting <laughs> so everyone's yeah. sipping down their luminous drinks thinking they're calorie free when yeah. actually the reality is they're not and they're also not as good at building muscle
1: I know, I never understood this. Like it's like okay, protein contains 4 calories per gram. EAAs are protein. Why does like what like why do people think that why it contains no calories? Yeah. Like anyway, yes, the, I I agree that the, was that The, the was, issue is
0: The issue is because it's not a whole protein food. Again, regulations and marketing allows them to say it's zero calorie. Yeah. Cuz it doesn't contain a full protein. So
1: I believe it's also something about like serving size. Like if the serving size is under like 10 20, something like 10 or 20 calories per whatever the serving size is you can actually call it zero calorie because yeah. that's like how Monster zero do yeah. it there are calories but they can call it zero calorie um but yeah anyway that's yeah. a tangent it is. Um, but, but yeah. relevant so yeah
0: um okay uh i would like to touch on the next question from our dear friend rob and uh, his question is, if you had to combine two existing bars to create a protein super bar, let's call it the Avengers of protein bars, what would they be?
1: Oh, what what would they be? It's, that's a very difficult question because we're assuming that there's no like god tier bar out there or that you would consume, like you would combine two god tier bars together. And I just, I don't know what that would be.
0: I, I don't think there is a god tier bar. I have, if there is, I don't think I've come across it. Uh, there I mean, some very good ranges, and it's, I mean the thing is, like when I think about all oh, my favorite bars, I think, oh yeah, there's there's this one, oh there's this one, this one. And I think actually, I think I probably prefer some specific ranges of bars, as in like the overall range is better rather than a specific bar type thing.
1: Yeah, no, I think that makes sense to me as well. I'm also like so for me, I'm like ten out of ten is like I have given that to maybe like five bars, like definitely less than ten bars ever and for me it's like I'm eating the bar and I can be like I am like if you told me this was a regular chocolate bar I would believe you or like it's just that nice that I would happily buy a bunch of them not get sick of them like it's delicious the texture is amazing um maybe there's some other criteria and they're like it's a high quality source as well as being like all of this other good stuff but at the same when I think of those bars that I've given 10 out of 10 to I'm like I don't know if I want to combine them together to be an Avengers protein bar I like that they're sort of separate
0: yeah i th- i think so in order to at least have an attempt to answer his question i'm going to say i would like something like i like i don't know if you ever had one i'm going to guess no but prove me wrong because of that you might have had one traveling but uh like a big colossal bar and i think they're by someone like metrics
1: the huge ones yeah. like 30 grams uh, of protein and yeah.
0: i think they might even be more than that because i think the bars themselves are something like 500 calories a bar and they are quite big Um, I would like something like that purely because obviously clearly that has to be some form of Avenger bar because it's massive and it's called big colossal. I mean, come on Um, clearly decent amount of protein. Also they are the types of bars that you would mistake for chocolate bars because they are ridiculous. Um, And I think the other bar I would like to include with that is, and this used to be my all time favorite. um, And I think it might still be, but is a, uh, you know, wider uh, bars, yeah um obviously very popular in Ireland, I think aren't they you don't, yeah you don't ever see them here in in England do you
1: I mean it's all it's all we had access to for a long time yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah
0: you you obviously obviously you're in London now so you don't you don't see them here though, do you
1: I mean this assumes I go places and see things, so there's an assumption that needs to be corrected there <laughs> so no I don't see places <laughs> I don't go places
0: <laughs> no well there yeah, okay um i Remember having one on the way back from Dublin, uh, that I had uh, bought somewhere and then um, stored in my pocket and ate it on the plane on the way back. And I must admit, it was amazing because it's slightly melted being <laughs> in my pocket. And I remember thinking it was the chocolatiest fudgiest kind of just really nice delight. It was like I think the name of it was a chocolate la- brownie lava or something. And I remember thinking, I remember even the is. name, yeah, even the name says it all. I'm thinking, wow, this is so. I'd like to amalgamate those two bars um to create a colossal big wider lava bar i don't know what i'd call it
1: yes no i love it i remember so they like re not not just rebranded but like they redid their whole range of protein bars a few years ago and i remember when they did that and it's when they brought out that lava bar and i remember them being good i need to go back and check what my ratings were but i do remember enjoying them yeah
0: that was in my top that was in my top three for a while although Mm -hmm. I think i might replace them with sinfit when they first came out because i really enjoyed the soft yeah. bait goodness of those
1: yeah i so <laughs> i gave a really actually i gave sinfit a really bad rating on their cookies and they were so convinced that i had tried a bad batch that they sent me a whole box of new cookies to try um and oh, to be fair i think the newer ones were yeah <laughs> It works. It works if you give. Well, I mean, obviously, it really depends on the brand. Some people will just ignore you, like my protein. <laughs> um, others will be like, okay, no, we're so confident that our product is good. We know that you tried a bad. Like you must have got an, a one that was gone off or something. We're going to send you a new one. To be fair, the new ones were better. Um, But so I think like you're onto something with the giant protein bar. I think if I was were to change something about protein bars and the ones on the market over here, it's like make them bigger. Like I want 30 grams of protein at a minimum in a protein bar. And then like the types of bars that I really like are also similar to like the soft bake ones. But they're also kind of like uh, so texture wise battle bites and the my protein nine layer bars like those are amazing i love them so i think combining a giant bar with lots of protein in it, like 30 grams with the texture and taste of some of these like battle bites nine layer bars that would be my goat
0: sorry for the dead air when i turned the light on i suddenly looked at my camera and realized how dark it got in this room <laughs> I, I know
1: it's like i'm just talking to a dark screen
0: <laughs> the silhouette um I, yeah, we definitely align on the... Because I think the next question uh, from, from Scott Thomas, um, buddy of mine, uh, he's asked what was the top three and... Top top three and worst top three. And mm-hmm. I think I would struggle to say top three just because my taste changes so much. Um yep. But I would say I think my top three ranges tend to be Warrior, which I just think they've just got a perfect format. Yep. Um But they are very similar to lots of other formats like your PhD Smart and stuff. But I just there's something about Warrior, which... Don't know why, just they tend to be a bit softer than PhD, um, yeah. and I think the flavours are slightly better. um Plus, they're really what? cheap. They're really cheap. Like there's so, like you can get them for a pound a bar, which is one of my rules. Like I I won't pay over a pound per bar unless there's an extenuating circumstance. Um, yeah. yeah. So that all that all fits in quite well. So they're they're in there, and I think definitely layered. Like layer's is one of my favourite bars at the moment. In fact, I had a layered gold bar t- which is spot on like if you like ter- you know the uh, little gold bars chocolate bars yeah i think they're called yeah. gold are they terry's yeah
1: yeah, yeah. no I gold bars up. yeah
0: they're a bit obviously they're based on those and they are fantastic
1: oh, i have those in the cupboard i ordered them recently oh now i'm excited to try them yeah
0: um what i would say if you haven't uh don't the bubble tea and the oh yeah tea ones i mean don't be wrong perfectly edible but yeah i wouldn't waste my money on buying them again
1: yeah, no, I have them. They're like in my backlog of, of things to post. But yeah.
0: Yeah, so uh, they didn't. But I would say that range itself, the layer bars, are one of the be- best ranges out there. Just because they really are like lovely them. soft baked, chewy, nice shells, all pretty good flavours. Um, Oh, another one, matcha actually. That was okay, but I'd avoid the matcha flavour.
1: I think I haven't tried that one yet, but it's also in the press. It's
0: better than those <laughs> two though. It's better than the tea ones. Um, But if okay. ha- have you got Easter egg? Please no. tell me you bought Easter egg ones. Ah, oh, I think no. they were limited edition at Easter as well. Oh. Easter egg layered bars. If I tell you what, if I've still got one, I'll post you one. Um, post me one, but I don't we think can I'll do f- a trade. Yeah, I'm I right. have.
1: Yeah, I have like 120 fulfill bars that they sent me, so I am I happy to that. send you <laughs> a crate of bars because I'm like, how am I supposed to eat all these? I have no <clears> idea. Yeah.
0: Um. Although obviously fulfill are a great range. Um, i love them yeah i I was
1: gonna say they're they're up there for me and some of the best
0: yeah i think they've got a good overall range i remember when the peanut caramel ones first came out obviously the competition wasn't as strong
1: then either they
0: they obviously stood out big time um so yeah so i think just going back to question i think i'm going to answer with my top three range rather than my top three and it's going to be Mm. warrior layered and probably battle bites yeah i think i've got a soft spot for battle bites I, I
1: feel like we have very similar lists mm-hmm. like Martin Stephanie, Battlebites, the Laird bars and then like it's kind of like a toss up of what I'm in the mood for but it could be so I really like PhD smart bars which are kind of very similar to your warrior bars mm-hmm. um, and then like yeah I don't know I, I, I think I'll, I'll leave it with PhD smart bars but I have a funny story about warrior bars <laughs> um which hopefully it won't take too long to tell, but it is very entertaining. So I this was like my stint into investigative journalism when I was reviewing protein bars. Warrior bars came out and I was like, wow, like this warrior bar is really similar to this PhD bar. And this PhD bar is really similar to the Tesco own brand protein bar, Banana which crunch. is really similar mm. to like this one. And there, I essentially I collected all of these protein bars. And you know, Fran, Fran posted me, uh, I think two or three protein bars from England that I couldn't get in Ireland, which were also like the exact same. So like these long bars, these crunchy chocolate on the outside and these kind of like soft, uh, depending like texture, a little bit varied on the inside. But like the exact same shape, the same texture to almost a degree, very similar fa- flavors. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, are all of these... Like, do they have one parent company? Are they all manufactured in the same place? I was, like, you know, deep diving. I was, like, contacting people... Get to the story, I want to know the end. (laughs) No, this, this is... It's so anticlimactic. Like, I never posted this. I never like I did weeks of work like getting stuff posted to me, contacting people who work in protein bear factories. And the the way that it uh, ended up concluding was that there's three there's three protein bear manufacturing plants in Europe and that is where all of the protein bears come from. So like every single protein bear I knew you were going to something
0: like that.
1: Yeah. So like they all steal each other's, you know, formulas and textures and there's only a set type that the manufacturers can make obviously Mm -hmm. they're all using the same um machines but then like a while later barbells and fulfill started getting very similar to each other in terms of texture and flavors and i realized they're being made out of the same factory and they're just trying to like stay on top of each other so yeah, it's just, it turned out to, I was like, there's a conspiracy here. I must get to the end of it. And I never even posted about yeah. it.
0: I, I thought that might be, it. I remember um I sent Luke Johnson of uh, now Pete, obviously was well, Shredder by Science, but PTC, uh, PT Collective, mm-hmm. a bar of the Tesco's ones because he couldn't, they went, They there was a stage where they were just sold out everywhere because obviously they were cheap and very nice. They
1: were nice, yeah. Because
0: cause obviously when he had a stake in De Novo, um, he was trying to back, what's the word? back work I can't think of the right word back work basically reverse re- engineer r- reverse engineer thank you very much reverse engineer the process to create these for de novo because he's obviously he just wanted to basically rip them off so I sent my box to try and do it and he I think he said it worked out. It was going to be just too expensive to try and try and do it but
1: that's um, funny yeah um okay but yeah that was my tangent on my <laughs> investigative journalism into these particular protein bars that were all the same um but yeah I think phd battle bites and then the nine layer bars for my protein are
0: my top okay um have you had any real bad ones like I definitely o- almost have. Un- un- unedible ones
1: so i this is kind of very specific to me but i find when i eat pea protein i get really nauseous and there was a protein bar a vegan protein bar i tried i think i was in america when i tried this and oh yeah it was um they're called No Cow. And they contain pea protein as the protein source. I was so ill after eating that, and it's just like I just now have this like negative association with any pea protein bar. Um, that was one of the worst, and I'm sure that I've, I'm sure I've had ones that I have just been like an unedible. Um, what some terrible ones bulk powders? Their, their bars are just not good. Which like ones? I, um, they have banana ones. It's disgusting. <laughs> like Is it like so their
0: their own brand.
1: Yeah, their yeah, own yeah. brand. Because yeah, they, yeah. they
0: make macromunch as well, don't they? And actually, macro munch are quite those. good.
1: Yeah, no, these are like, you know, the cheapest, like, disgusting bears. They're just really not good. Yeah. I'm I, sure um, there's been others, but yeah. I was going
0: to say, uh, sorry, I, I kind of cut you off there, but I was going to say, I think macro munch are quite good, although I do have a, a slightly funny story myself in that I was eating a millionaire shortbread one, which to be fair, was like... When I, was, I took a bite of it and thought, "Wow, I was not expecting this, but it really like mi- millionaire shortbread, or kind of like you know that huh. that like caramel chocolate, really like biscuity shortbready taste." I thought, like, "This is really good." I'm surprised, and then I cracked a tooth on it <laughs> to go to the dentist. I was like, no. ah. yes." So um, oh. kind of like joy and joy and uh, absolute devastation in the same moment.
1: <laughs> That's terrible. I'm like scrolling through my feed now, being like, "What's one of the oh." Um, okay, so we've got optimum nutrition cake bites. I don't know if they count as a bar, yeah, they do. They got like a three out of ten, yeah, yeah. There
0: was a stage where they were really popular. The yeah, there was another one similar, was it on cake bites? And there's another one very similar but a different brand, but they're basically the same thing. And again, wouldn't be surprised they made in the same factory. Um,
1: yeah, I think like some of them, you know, like sometimes protein gives like that cheesy, disgusting taste. Mm. I think I've definitely had bars that have been cheesy and gross. Oh my God, wait, you know, I take back my PhD because I meant to say controversial top tier bars for me, Quest. I was about I to ask. I was about to ask. love them. Love them.
0: Me and you suddenly don't align at all because it's so controversial. I have not found a, basically, if you want a nice strong jawline or you want something that's really satiating because you're going to feel sick afterwards, then yes, I think Quest bars are a good option. However, I out- outside of that, I'm like, hmm, no.
1: So cookies and cream and cookie dough, I those are like those are my top ones. I don't really have any of the other ones, but the quest hero range. Have you had that? I
0: I haven't actually. Do, I don't. Do they still do them anymore? Because I haven't managed they to do. find and find them about it they any do. longer. And I never got one Pro- when they were kind of more popular.
1: Protein pick and mix will hook you up. I've they have two new flavors which I've just had like today and then last week. They're class they're totally different to the regular quest fire range. That They're like they're crunchy, they're not chewy, they're just so good. My, but, like, I'm just a huge fan of quests, so they'll, they'll, biased.
0: they just would never align with my one pounder bar rule, though. Buying someone like pretty um, pick and mix, I'm afraid. So, yeah, they're unlike, pretty pricey, un- unlikely to happen. So, I've got to stay strong to my it. values. If
1: you, if you send me whatever one of the bar that you Easter said, the, bars, the Easter egg, I, I definitely
0: don't want a quest bar in return. I'll have you know that is an unfair trade.
1: I will, I will throw in a fulfillment because <laughs> it's like, you know it's even
0: the, the oh, wait till you try the easter egg and then tell me they're even because easter eggs are up there as um, in fact the more i speak about them now i'm winding myself up in a frenzy that they might even be top tier like top three tier oh, damn easter egg they're very very good um fat uh, the way i describe is so soft it's like raw cake batter
1: oh that sounds really good
0: like, but with like crunchy little mini, mini eggs on top and like, oh, broke yes. up bits of mini eggs and just very great
1: that sounds amazing. So, I actually feel like we've we been talking for an hour and a half about we, protein this virus. Is an and hour I feel twi- like we can keep going. Yeah,
0: we're an hour and twenty one minutes. This could this could fight a record for one of the long, <laughs> longest episodes. Um but I feel like we have to kind of live to the duty of the people and make sure we do answer the questions. So um yeah, I think uh so Scott, worst three, I'm gonna put my worst three in then. Uh definitely PhD smart vegan ones, whatever they okay. are. Yeah, okay. not the other ones are great. Um The plant-based ones, whatever they are. I can't remember what they're called now. Smart plant. I don't know. Fucking terrible. I will say I've only tried two flavours. One was toffee popcorn. And it was basically what you can imagine, sandy soil scattered with um, very, very stale popcorn throughout. Also not very good for your teeth. So um, (laughs) like, either it gets stuck everywhere or it's just not a very nice feeling. So uh, yeah, avoid that. Um, Although I I think they've got like a PB&J one out now. I'm like, that sounds like I could be into that. I think I have
1: that one. I've got two. I've got, I think I've got the peanut butter one and I've got the raspberry one.
0: Well, I've, yeah, I say I've, I've seen him. I've seen them recently, but I just find myself that I couldn't buy it because I'm not buying a bar off my previous experience of how shit they were. So, um, uh, and then there was an apple pie one, which I actually think might've been another metrics bar I once had, which was fucking Mm. so bad. I nearly vomited it on one bite. That was, (laughs) that was, that was worse. I would say than the, uh, the, the plant-based PhD. But I will say, I think it might have been out of date. It'd been sitting in my cupboard oh. a while. So yeah. I can't tell whether that's correlation or causation, I'm afraid, mm. and whether it was shit in the first place or whether it's just the fact that it was out of date. But it was really bad, like proper, like, oh, my God, this is like, gone off taste. So, uh, yeah.
1: I feel like maybe you should give it another go just for the fairness of it. But at the same time, if it was such a bad experience, you're yeah. probably not going to go near it again.
0: No, and also it's one of those bars where I can't remember where I got it from, but I got it online somewhere. Uh, and I'm probably never going to come across it again. It was quite a <laughs> rare bar um i did have a like i've had some really random bars like from america or places where like obviously you'd never heard of the brand or like they i've had, I had one like they're just a bit like the ronnie coleman type bars where they're obviously a sports person's brand um and being an american sport i've never heard of the type the individual but they were some of those were quite nice but they were predominantly chocolate bars rather than protein bars yeah so hence why they're nice yeah. so um i think actually we did have what was the other question that i haven't answered or oh, we haven't answered um. Uh best macro calorie ratio, and this is one for you definitely. Um for one selling in Ireland.
1: Quest bars. Quest I was about to say you're gonna say Quest. (laughs) No, okay, so there's there's two Quest, but then an Irish brand, which is really high quality, tastes good, good calories, macros is um oh my god, they've rebranded. They were called origin protein bars, and now they're called All Real Nutrition. So all real nutrition protein bars they have it's like i mean it's really like clean like clean protein bars is their mm-hmm. whole thing is like they're environmentally friendly like sustainable all of this stuff they they use 100% high quality protein they taste nice i'm a fan of them so if you're particularly interested in getting ones that you can get in ireland check those out otherwise quest bars amazing macros high quality protein Tastes really good depending on your preferences i'm
0: just sitting <laughs> just here i'm just sitting here. yeah i'm just sitting here. no not face I'm rubbing my eyes in distress I'm <laughs> just distraught um, well yeah I, I've had the same comment or conversation with Alad Zachary about because he's a big fan of Quest and I'm like yeah. just no I just can't I just don't see it you know it's it's weird it's, it's almost like when you see your best friend start spouting conspiracy theory things I'm like I just can't see what you're seeing I just don't understand why people eat Quest and think these are nice because they are not They are, the, the chunky ones with like chunks in them are better Mm. but they are still terrible with chunks in them
1: whereas I the others just are just terrible love them. i don't know why <laughs> like because i understand that people hate them and i don't know what's wrong with like my taste preferences and like i just i really like the texture that, as well
0: that um ollie sigara whatever that ingredient is the ugliosaccharide um, what's it called vita fiber, whatever it's no better known as
1: i um, know the full thing it's isomalto <laughs>
0: right thank you isomalto ugliosaccharide thank you um that stuff, for me, just has a terrible aftertaste. And I don't know if it maybe is my taste buds and the way they react. Because I guess everyone's taste buds are different. I've had a f- I've had a few people say about COVID and the fact that they've obviously contracted COVID and then had problems with their taste. And that they wonder whether they, they've they gone back to obviously kind of developed some taste buds because things don't taste the same as it did before. And they wonder whether they're now tasting things like the way other people did, in the same way like people are colorblind.
1: Interesting, And
0: I think, oh, I wonder whether this is why we have so many arguments and fights about the way things taste.
1: Yeah, you could be under something there. Because
0: our perceptions are all very different, which, you know, you could argue they probably are anyway, because when someone tells me about wine tasting and something tastes of floral notes of a cherry bouquet, I'm like, (laughs) I don't get it. It just tastes like wine to me. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And the same with coffee. And bear in mind, I'm a massive coffee aficionado, especially nowadays. Um, I still don't even get the the tasting notes of most coffees. So...
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously this is one of the things that makes humans interesting, but um we definitely all have varied tastes. And I do think so like I love the taste of vital fiber, I have no aftertaste from it. And then the the form of sweetener that they use in the Quest Hero bars is different. So they I think it's called allulose. And I love it. I it's like it's a very different I've never had it in another protein bar before and it's a very different type of sweetener. Normally I don't really I'm a huge fan of artificial sweeteners, but I really like the taste of like the sweetness of this bar. So, yeah, I'm, How do I'm you get stevia? or Stevia? I wouldn't be a big fan of Stevia. I find, like, what's the right... It's, like, a bit musky or something. Like, musky. musky is not the right word. But, like, there's, like, a, this, like, dull undertone to it See, that I, I'm I, I, not I, mad about.
0: I find Stevia, again, quite a kickback of kind of almost that artificial chemical taste that people you know in air quotes artificial chemical taste that people refer to like a bitter yeah like kick back after a, like a sweet blast but i also find mm. it very cold in taste like it's got almost Ooh. like a cold sensation stevia
1: i don't know i feel like I... we can be describing the same thing but we have no idea because describing taste is very difficult mm.
0: Mm. yeah i don't know i just i that's the only way I can describe it is there's a bit it's almost like an element of when I eat something stevia sweetened or if, I have, if I've, I've, I've tried like stevia sweetener in drinks before mm. and I just get this sensation of like almost cold mouthfeel before like not like arctic conditions by any stretch but as in yeah. just a slightly cold Um, I, don't, I also like very very uh, well kind of kind of linked but I was going to say very very different in terms of tangent but I also get the same sort of feeling with Lindor truffle ball things no lid, you know lint balls. Sometimes if you, I suck, love those. If you suck, yeah, well, yeah they are amazing. Um, but if you suck one of those and then get to the truffle middle, sometimes it's a, 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 like a, depends. Obviously, if they're cold at the fridge, you should never have been cold at the fridge. But if they're cold at the fridge, um, they kind of like have this weird when they melt. it's almost like again this cold sensation.
1: I have. Am no the Idea. If anyone yeah.
0: listening, if anyone listening, and obviously if you're if you're still listening at this point, an uh, hour and a half in about protein bars, then congratulations to you. um maybe send us a secret code word and we'll send you a protein bar as a well a reward <laughs> no, joke i'm not doing that um yeah let me know if you also experience the same sensation with either stevia or lint balls
1: <laughs> that's so crazy okay anyway i have to run in a few minutes okay. so i'm oh, gonna we're, we're, we're wrapping some up. Of my worst like worst protein bar and i've gone through my instagram feed to check i haven't gone all the way back but i do recall this one bar which was disgusting and i didn't finish it boost do you remember, you know, the yeah. the chocolate bar, Boost Protein Bar. I like Boost. Disgusting. I like it those It tasted soup. like cheese. Like, it was just cheese to me. Like, gone off cheese. It was horrible. Isn't that I weird? remember exactly where I was when I was eating it because I, I was traveling and I bought a bunch of protein bars with me to review while I was traveling. I remember the room I was in because I was so excited to try it. I was like, I can't wait. This is going to be class for dessert. Boost Bar, excellent. Oh, the disappointment. I still feel it. Isn't it that was weird? Terrible. See,
0: again, I I actually rated the Boost thinking they just tasted like a slightly less sweet version and also le- a bit less biscuity because I guess they probably replaced the... that felt like they replaced the middle biscuit with, like, Soy Krispies or something, so it was a bit lighter. But I quite enjoyed those. No. But then I, I'm a bit weird. I also liked... Do, do you remember Boost did a guarana bar? Like, a, not a protein bar, but they did a Boost guarana, a green package no. one, that had, obviously, like, stimulants. Well, I say stimulants. Stum- a guarana extracted it they were a bit it was like, I kind of made the chocolate quite bitter. I really like no. those, but most okay. people didn't. I mean, obviously.
1: clearly we just have I mean, we have some overlapping taste, but mostly we're different. But I felt like that Boost protein bar was like if you had left protein in a shaker for a week and then opened it, like that that level of disgustingness I in had, a bar.
0: I I had a conversation with a new client this week about that. He said he left his protein shake in his, in his locker at his golf club. I was like Please tell me you you, that wasn't. It you. Yeah, so please tell me it wasn't used. He said, "Yeah." I said, "You're not going to want that again. So you might want to pin that when you let's <laughs> go to golf."
1: Throw it out. Don't even. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, and then I'm not sure if I have three, but definitely one of them then was the like the cake bites from Optimum Nutrition. I just didn't think that they were they were great. In particular, what's this flavor? Mm, peanut butter chocolate.
0: Didn't even know you did that.
1: Yeah, I think I got it in America. I didn't rate it. Look, they look so good, but they just don't live up. Um, and I don't know what else, what, what my third one would be. I'm sure there's a ton that I've rated terribly. Um, But usually my worst criticism is for protein cookies. Um, Up until last week, I had never had a protein cookie where I was like, this is really good. But last week I had one and I really liked it. And I was like, wow, my whole world has changed now after years of bad protein cookies do you want me to share i mean spoiler I say, you're, you're, you're
0: not establishing what this protein cookie is because people are going to be listening now thinking oh, i need to know what this protein cookie is
1: this is clickbait or whatever the term is it's like they're going to be like oh, i have to know i'm going to go follow her on instagram no it was the uh surprise this is surprising uh vegan protein cookie for my protein amazing the chocolate one so good wow. i was good. like what the heck like this is just it just tastes really good it doesn't taste like a protein cookie doesn't taste like a vegan product it's just chocolate like the milk chocolate chips in it were like real chocolate chips i was like is this really vegan it was so good I'm, and I'm gonna, i had the, yeah
0: i was gonna say i, I think it's gonna be low on protein though
1: it was definitely not that great but yeah. the calories compared like for you know normal protein cookies are not that great um but the calories were actually pretty good as well um let me see where is it Oh, stay so tuned I, while I search for this on my Instagram.
0: I, I knew I could tempt you to stay a little longer just by asking about. I mean, the
1: problem, foods. the problem is that I haven't had dinner yet, and all of this <laughs> talk of protein bars and.
0: If it helps, I made a delicious chicken lasca before this. It was Thanks. delicious. It was uh, loads of coconut milk, peanut butter, chilies—fantastic.
1: Okay, I'm just gonna hang up now. <laughs> <laughs> um. So half a cookie. Yeah, it's not that great. Half a cookie. Uh one hundred and sixty six calories, eight grams of protein. Yeah, it's pretty poor. Yeah, it's not that great. Yeah, it's not, it? But it tastes delicious. And
0: this is what it's about sometimes, just to kind of making an informed decision about what it is you're consuming and then accepting your decision making based on, you know, being informed, which is good. I think.
1: That was an amazing segue into a closing statement.
0: Yeah, kind of. I, I would just like to reiterate again, the this it's a bit tongue in cheek this episode, but it's also not in that they these these products themselves definitely have a place and um, just don't rely on them as as we said your primary sole source of protein and hopefully at least the information you've given will help people kind of navigate this minefield um even if it is just about finding better bars than worse bars but yeah that's what it's about
1: yeah and if anybody has any questions about protein barriers go follow me on instagram yes i Each will
0: i say i will link it on the show notes um if i remember but yeah uh, most most i i can almost guarantee that everyone following or everyone that follows our podcast probably already follow you so um they'll know who you are obviously it'll be Uh, a joy to hear your irish tones in (laughs) their ears
1: i really hope that they can pick up on the sarcasm as well because i realize my voice doesn't change that much when i'm being very sarcastic but hopefully oh no
0: (laughs) um thank you rebecca for coming on um i find it hard to say your name actually because whenever i speak about you which is obviously all the time um i never refer to you as rebecca i always refer to you as t2 or t2 t or something like that um and i don't know why um just i don't ever refer to you as rebecca that's so
1: funny well when i refer to you i call you Brizzle. so i mean it goes both ways
0: yeah yeah well no no one actually actually i'm not sure my wife knows my name so (laughs) Interesting.
1: Um, no this has been really fun thank you for once again having me on it's to right. talk about things that we have placed way too much importance on
0: well you'll be back on again soon for another uh unimportant episode so uh Amazing. we just need to figure out what that's gonna be i look forward to it all right have a good evening see you soon bye see ya thank you for listening to the nnn podcast if you enjoyed the show please help us by rating on your podcast provider sharing with your networks so we can get our content out to more people See you next week.